Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. We're kicking off October with twice the topics, a discussion of the Olsen Twins Halloween special, Double Double Toil and Trouble, and ideas for Halloween costumes. So since we have double the topics, we need double the guests. So joining us are sisters who have been sharing clothes since 1987, Thea and Sarah Schussler. Hey. Hello. They told me. They're also sharing a mic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're also sharing a mic. So much sisterly love. It made sense to have them on as guests because we're watching an Olsen twins movie. You get it. It's the uh, twin. They're not twins, but. We'll be finishing each other's sandwiches. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Thea, you may recognize her voice because she is the voice of the After Smash theme song. She sang um, our lovely intro song. We're going to start off the episode the way we start off every episode, which is sharing things that are making us feel cozy this week. What's making me feel cozy this week is actually not a very cozy show. It is the Netflix show American Vandal, which if you're not familiar with it, it's a mockumentary series about two high school students who make kind of a serial-esque documentary about their about this prankster at their high school in the in the they murder someone no it's not that serious but it's it's set up like that like it's edited like making a murderer but it's really all about this prankster guy who i I hate the word prankster i sound like an 80 year old (laughs) these pranksters Um, these hooligans but it is a hooligan and what he does (laughs) is he draws penises all over the staff members parking lot like all their other cars that are parked in the uh parking lot where it you actually park cars. happened in baltimore to my coworker. did it really <laughs> threw a big penis on her car and she was so easily tortured by the kids i one time walked in um her being locked in a closet the fifth graders had oh locked her God. in a closet that sounds Grainers. like a, that sounds like a 90s sitcom sort <laughs> of thing that happened. she burst, burst into tears all the time but that's another story it sounds like she put herself <laughs> in that closet is what i want to say but anyway yeah sorry uh, to interrupt but. so the second season just came out and that is all about the brownout which is a, an event that happens at a catholic school in which everybody takes a a laxative and they all have diarrhea uh, in the school and it sounds disgusting and I normally don't condone that sort of gross out humor but it's really well done and the cozy thing about it is that <laughs> all of the people in it are very relatable in the second season the star of the show is this very irritating dork who just drinks tea and he likes to pepper in foreign <laughs> words to his speech but he doesn't know how to say them properly mm-hmm. he's that kind of like nerd that considers himself smarter than everybody else but he's not that mm. kind of person and the basketball stars like it's all very tropey but in a in a real way and it's just cozy because it's only eight episodes and oh. it's really addictive and fun so I'll i recommend check watching it out it. that's actually interesting it's it's like the only show recently that when i put it on i i'm totally my phone is not in my hand at all i'm just watching it and enjoying it so is anyone bullied in it of course yeah a lot of people are bullied in it oh i don't really like and this, the second season really <laughs> focuses on how cell phones and the internet are kind of changing the way that teens interact with each other and so there's some lessons there mm-hmm. about internet safety well, and cell phone safety are there any recurring characters from the first season or it's a totally yeah new so the filmmakers are recurring so okay. the two guys that are making the movie are recurring but everyone else is not are they students as well or? they're students as well yeah oh. so that's what's making me feel cozy this week Jillian, would you like to go next? Yeah, well, I am actually nesting 
preparing for two little kitties to oh come my into God. my you're, home. You're adopting cats? I'm adopting cats. That's huge news. It is big news. It is big news. I'm very um, excited. We you're going to be a cat mom. You're going to be a cat mom. <laughs> and I, yeah, I grew up hating cats. But um, I don't know. I guess I switched to the other side after my roommate had a cat named Oscar and we bonded. So um, it's an echo park. They found two, uh, I guess, in the echo park hills and they found two little strays um they're only five weeks old i think and so we're only going to get one Mm -hmm. a little calico named reese's oh calico my favorite yeah but he had sorry she has a sister and we felt so bad separating them so we're gonna get two of them oh sisters it's the theme of it's the theme of the episode (laughs) are they both calico no one's black and so we're gonna call it snickers and reese's oh we don't want to change their names that's so funny because the the, yeah, yeah halloween candy also my cat, my growing up, was a calico named Kit Kat. It's a whole... Calicos, I guess, just attract candy names. I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, a bunch of candy. Yeah, so yeah. we're preparing. We are getting all the stuff. So it's really cute. We have a stockpile in the corner and just preparing. And that's just like a nice process of getting all their toys and picking it out. And just as exciting. It doesn't feel like a baby's coming home or yeah. something. It's exciting. <laughs> so when do the cats arrive? Well... We're thinking this weekend or possibly earlier. We're just mm-hmm. trying to set up a time with our schedules, but we were all debating it last night if we we're going to get two. Um, you know, Jay was against getting both of them, but I wrote a report why we should get two cats. Wow. <laughs> Wait, currently Going elementary like, school style. In yeah. school, you did. Oh, no. I just, I this morning, I walked <laughs> to the coffee shop, got an iced tea, and I was like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write this and do the costs and everything. It was a bad report. <laughs> I, I, like, skimped on the details, kind of, and I'm not good at math, but. Don't confess that. Now she'll know. She'll <laughs> kick one out. I know. I want to thank you for keeping both of them because I was just going to say I looked at my time hop this morning and nine years ago there were all these pictures from Belleville, Illinois, where Sarah and I grew up. And we had we found these two. It was a brother and sister cat. Well, I was going to say that we named, but Sarah and I named them two different things. At least the girl (laughs) had two. It was Sirius Black, the brother, Mm -hmm. because he was black and then the girl i think i called darla and you called her tanya tasha Tasha. and and so they were so sweet and we just have so many pictures of them snuggling they just were constantly cuddling here's where it gets sad we couldn't keep them because sarah's allergic to cats and so they eventually were being like sold in a pet store and they were together in the pet store. I remember our friend like went to the mall and like saw them in the window together and was like, Oh, there's Darla slash Tasha and Sirius. And like, apparently they got sold separately. (laughs) I know. It's the thing that's happened in our lives. They're so connected. When we went over there, one had to go to the bathroom in the litter box and the other one followed it in, but one was peeing and the other one was just sitting there waiting. (laughs) They couldn't, they had to be near each other at all times. So that's really cute. Yeah. So I'm trying to do my best to keep them together and they're coming home. And so it feels cozy just nesting and preparing for cute kitties. That's way cozier than American Vandal. I yeah. will say. But Very I'm curious cozy. about that. that you led. <laughs> you started. Yeah. Following that up. Make it cozier from there. You know, the mass pooping. There's <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot more pooping going to be happening in your house. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Cat poop. Oh, the cat. Oh, don't go crazy from it. <laughs> I heard that you can get sick from cat poop. Yeah. Well, that that's. You know, I don't really know how accurate this is, but I hear that the the reason crazy cat ladies are a thing is because of the chemical that's released in their urine or feces, which if you have a ton of cats can infect you as a person and kind of make you go a little nuts. 
Well, I work from home, so I'm working. Well, you know, Jillian, if you feel any better, you weren't that far off from being a crazy <laughs> cat lady about, already. I'm already a kook. Yeah, so I don't know that it'll make much of a difference, even oh, if you really no. get that condition. Don't worry. <laughs> don't be worried. It's going to be great. All right, well, Thea is pointing the microphone in Sarah's direction, so I think I'm going to ask Sarah next. Sarah, what is making you feel cozy this week? I recently got a giant T-shirt. I'm usually like a, a nudie sleeper, but I got a huge... That is too hot to put in the episode. <laughs> a nudie. I got a John Williams T-shirt at the Hollywood Bowl, and the only size they had left was an extra large, but I was like really committed to you know commemorating the experience, and so I, I bought it anyway, and it is the softest T-shirt, and I have had a couple parties this week that I've gotten to come home from like my favorite part of like going to a party is leaving a party mm-hmm. and so coming home and putting that t-shirt on and sitting in my bed and like just watching stuff on the ipad or like putting on a little asmr has Did been yeah it started soft like i think like they knew this t-shirt was gonna sell better if it had already been like washed a bunch or something. I don't know. It was they just broke like this, it in for you. Yeah, it's like the softest cotton. I feel like it's a shirt I've had for like five years. It's like a real hit. And I actually bought it. Thea encouraged me to buy it and said we could share it, but we will not be sharing it. What is what is on the t-shirt? It's um, a picture of the Hollywood Bowl, but the bowl um, is like R2-D2's head. Aww. And then it's like shooting like light slash lasers. From no, I need the shirt. That sounds it's, nice. It's a good shirt. If there had been more, we would have like, you know, I would have bought it in my size. I would have bought one for Thea, but there was just one g- giant one big extra one. large. Yeah. And that's who I am now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was fate. Yeah, I think so. Your sleeping shirt. That's yeah. really cozy. Yeah, it's super cozy. Okay, but that uh, the ASMR thing leads into Thea's, so I'll, I'll pass the mic over for that. Oh, it is? What's making you feel cozy this week? Oh, <laughs> why don't you just host this show? Sarah? I love it. This is, this, I can just sit back and relax now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like I really love this time of year when Starbucks has the pumpkin spice latte. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I just wanted to like give a no. fake out basic one because my real answer I think is that also was really my basic. answer last week. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You a basic? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is. If no, PG. thank you for censoring yourself, or else thank I would have had to cut it out myself. Everyone knows where that's we, going. We are clean on all things yep. cozy. How cozy of you. My real answer is just as basic. Um, I was. I think I wrote down grocery stores or specifically the Los Angeles chain Ralph's. Oh. Because uh, for basically the same reason as the pumpkin spice latte. Like you go in there right now and it's just like the bakery is full of like pumpkin-y items and apple cider pies and maybe that's not a thing but (laughs) but it's also like it's sort of a special occasion for me because I don't really grocery shop regularly so when I do I go for and I'm not exaggerating two hours or so oh wow I'll spend about two hours and about $200 $200 to $300 uh-huh. when I go and I just like how's it last I just you? like treat myself um well it's usually I go in after I've done some like crock pot research and I know like a few different crock pot recipes that I'm gonna go for that week or month <laughs> I should say month or two because I will freeze these things and eat them forever but yeah I will I will just take my damn time and I just like go up and down every aisle and I just 
peruse and it's it's just real relaxing and nice. And I will say it's not always relaxing. Like I do legitimately get anxiety from going to the grocery store or Target or something at back to school time. Any like back to school, it's just like brings me back to that mentality of starting school again right. and I get I haven't been in school in almost a decade but I, know, I think still how I get feel so it means I'm going anxious. back to work yeah you actually oh, yeah. have to respond to that but yeah it means nothing to me or my life but I still get really anxious about it so yeah like September not a great time to go to the grocery store right around I end agree, of though, September yeah. October it becomes like this joyous place when all the holidays begin yeah when I think about it when I'm grocery shopping around now, and because I'm such a fanatic for fall decor, it's around every corner. And so even if you get really stressed out at any point during the grocery shopping experience, <laughs> you can just turn the corner and, oh, there's a pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Well, just the act of going grocery shopping can be a cathartic, like cathartic, it's a little extreme. It can be like a calming experience because you're looking for things, you know, you're just in your head kind of going through yeah. the aisles. And yeah, I definitely like going by myself so I can take my time. No one would go with you for two hours. <laughs> Literally no one. <laughs> it's your therapy. I also thought when you said Ralph's, the first place I went to is their really soft holiday cookies. Mm. Those those sugar cookies that they make that are, it's like they don't even bake them at all. Yeah, they're <laughs> just, just fluff. Just raw dough, <laughs> but they're really tasty. And it's all, they're all frosting essentially, mm-hmm. but they're very cozy, even though they're pure sugar, which I mean, actually, I don't know why I said even though. They're, <laughs> they're cozy because they are yeah. pure sugar. Specifically because... Speaking of cozy, I don't know why. That's not a good transition for the show because (laughs) everything is cozy. But speaking of cozy, let's move on to our cozy locations. Mm. Jillian, what is your cozy location this week? Going back to Seattle. Laying it on thick. (laughs) Um, There's a lovely little breakfast place in Seattle called London Pain. Mm -hmm. Plain. Not London Pain. That sounds bad. <laughs> London Pain. London Plain. It's just the torture club Jillian goes to when she visits yeah, Seattle. Yeah. On to that torture. <laughs> it's in Pioneer Square, and it's just a beautiful little spot where they have the most delectable breakfast items, and all of their coffee mugs have maple leaves on it, which I find a nice little touch. Unique breakfast dishes, um, but in a cozy setting. Or I love Florida ceiling windows and it's just this beautiful location because on a square so it's red bricks outside and uh, i think the outdoor is green and something about the anything with throwing london in you're like okay that sounds a little cozy to me saunter in and it has a huge bakery in or i guess a glass case of baked goods mm-hmm. and um you can either have a baked good and go in the front or you can you know, have breakfast, but you can also order baked goods from the front while you're sitting down too from the glass case. And then they have a store in there too of just unique coffee mugs and all this kind of stuff. So it sounds very cozy. It was. I'll share a a picture. Yeah. It's a brick free, brick free, brick free. (laughs) I I was going to say breakfast (laughs) and bakery, but it came out as brick free. Brand I, it. I'm actually ready. <laughs> exactly. Brand it. We're ready for this word. A breakfast. <laughs> a breakfast place and a bakery in one. Mm. A breakfast. Yeah. London. We coined a new term. It's beautiful. It beautiful. And I really like, I don't know. I guess I'm not well versed enough to see all to 
It's probably like the Times Square. <laughs> I'm like, I love that Pioneer Square. Mine transitions into that because I think I would love it if your listeners could actually maybe help me identify the place that was the first thing I thought They're of. They're very helpful. I'm sure they can. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, so my place is, in general, I, I mean, I'm a homebody, so coziness outside my house is not something that was easy to come by when I was thinking, but um, there was this cafe that we nicknamed like the Ravenclaw common room cafe that was in Paris. And so, and and it's been like, it might not even be there anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. know um, because it's been probably like a decade since I've been there, but you walked in and it was wall to wall books and all dark wood and all of these like cozy little nooks that you could just camp out for hours and hours. And I was there as a student when my like, you know, my apartment wasn't cozy and like it didn't, you know, I was a stranger in the city. So Mm -hmm. finding a spot that you felt like you could do that, like we would just sit in there and we would like, I think we would just buy like a bunch of postcards and like write letters to everyone we knew. Um, And then you'd like be also because we were poor, we'd have like two, you know, you'd have like a tea that you would just keep asking for hot, like try to make it last as long (laughs) as possible. Like just keep getting more hot water. Anyway, I don't know what this place is called. I don't even know like what part or of the Paris. street. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I like I have no leads. I, I just know that you. it's like suit. Like, yeah. If I I can't come up with anything else, but it was the coziest place, and it was basically like being at Hog- Hogwarts, and it was lovely. I feel like you probably could locate that through help of our listeners because I don't think Paris, or at least in my opinion, has many nooky cafes. It's more. Have your coffee. Yeah, and get out. Yeah. Well, earlier, Sarah did give me the perfect segue into... I you guys was, was, all this gracious transitioning that's happening well, today. Well, no, it's, so it's because I, she was right. And my I was just thinking of the wrong category that we had pre-talked like talked about or thought about. And so I already gave my location. My cozy location oh, was the grocery oh, store. I so see. she was trying to lead now. me in earlier... Um, with the ASMR, but now she has also led well, me great. into. Yeah, I'll go back to. Episode. I'll go back to what was just making me cozy this week. Not a location, which was the ASMR. There's this um, an ASMR artist, as they call themselves. Oh God. Um, <laughs> which I I hear you guys, you listeners, know all about ASMR. At yes, this we point. had our our ASMR episode with Sean Brewster. Mm-hmm. We learned about ASMR and tried. Listening to mm-hmm. some autonomous and sensory meridian response. Y- that's if right. You're and just so joining us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I experience it, but Jillian does not. Jillian uh, hates it. No, because it makes me feel it's like a weird, uncomfortable tingling in my mm. forehead. It's weird. Yeah, it's supposed to be a nice thing around your like neck and shoulders, which I am blessed to get. <laughs> oh. um, but Sarah was. Obviously, just talking about a Ravenclaw Nookie <laughs> Cafe. So the thing that's been making <laughs> that's the thing that's been making me cozy this week is an ASM artist, a French girl. Yeah. Um, well, there's who, a transition there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, you don't even have to edit this. It's just out of order. She. So like, I'm pretty new to listening to or watching YouTube videos in the ASMR community, but like. Months ago, I found this girl reading the first chapter of Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter. And it was just the first chapter, and I've probably listened to it, like, at least 20 times, falling asleep. And just this week, I think, I at least just this week, I discovered that she made an entire playlist of her reading the entire book. Oh, wow. So, I've 
I've had like just it's just a, it's a candy shop for for Theo. Does <laughs> she read like, it in a special voice or le chuchotement? Oh, whispers. She whispers. Yeah, so she's just like a whisper reading in French Harry Potter, which is perfect because I'm like already so familiar with the story that I don't have to actually pay attention. Mm-hmm. But it's also good French practice and like, you know, like Harry Potter. Are you learning new cozy. words through it? I'm learning um, a lot of random Maybe. jargon. Yeah, French words that they made up for like, you know, muggles and but stuff the, like what's that. What's the French word for muggle? Moldu. This doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Hogwarts is Poudlard. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's, I think a wand is a baguette, which really took me a while to like, <laughs> differentiate. I was just like, man, they're talking about baguettes a lot. What's <laughs> happening? And they changed hmm. a few just like character names that didn't seem necessary. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good practice. I guess that makes sense. So, so a baguette is a wand bread. <laughs> so a French person, they're just thinking, oh, this is a wand. But to mm-hmm. us, that's a style of bread. Exactly. The more you oh, know. The more, yeah, more you know. <laughs> Not only do you get to feel cozy listening to her podcast, but you learn French. Mm. Yep. Thank you, Thea. De rien. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our regular segments. So I think we're ready to move into the main event. Mm. We have two main events. The first is just a discussion of a Halloween movie. So together, right before recording this episode... Thea, Sarah, and I watched it for the first time, and then Jillian said it's an, an old favorite of hers. So we yes. watched Double Double Toil and Trouble. It's such a mouthful of a title, and every time I tried to find it, even on the Roku to like rent it, mm-hmm. it just took, takes forever for it to locate it's it. It's worth it. It's worth it, though. I kept saying Double Bubble. I think it's just like... <laughs> it's interchangeable, it's I feel. I've been hearing it my whole life, so I can't get it out. I have to first read just to kind of get us all on the same page about what this movie was and is. It continues. It it lives still. (laughs) It continues to be. It was a TV movie that premiered on October 30th, 1993. It's a Halloween TV movie. You can see in the mood. Um, Starring the Olsen twins. So it's, it's targeted towards little children. And I have to read the IMDb synopsis, which is just insane. All right. So this is how IMDb has chosen somebody to summarize the movie as this. On Halloween night, two precocious little girls try to save their parents from the greedy clutches of their nasty old capitalist aunt. Capitalist. (laughs) Magic abounds, and they meet new, albeit strange, friends along the way. Wow. That's not the movie. That is not the movie. I mean, it it kind of is, but it's not. A very bizarre It's a terrible explanation of what the movie is. strange friends being homeless and... Small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like the aunt's a banker or something. It doesn't... Right. No, it makes it sound like it's a wonderful life or something, but it's just not. <laughs> Who here thinks they can s- summarize that movie better than IMDb? Oh, I feel like this is Jillian. How many times did you say you've watched it? I've watched it a lot. All right, Jillian, give us the <laughs> I real... I loved it when I was little. I don't... Well, okay. The real rundown. So I don't I don't recall their names except for the main Lynn witch. and... Kelly. Kelly. Oh, sorry. Uh, the parents... I don't know. So... It starts off with two twin girls, Lynn and Kelly, who are the Olsen twins, and they're very precocious, and they hate being twins. Um, They're always, you know, throwing jabs at each other, I guess, and complaining that they have to share things. Or one even wants a nose job because she doesn't want to be like her twin anymore. Yeah, so which was she's seven years old. Also, that's how old. Oh, good, yeah, good memory (laughs) the the age. Um, And so, I think the opening scene is when their parents are talking about their money troubles and so they go to the mom's 
Aunt Agatha, who is this character to Cloris behold. Leachman. Yeah, Cloris yes. Leachman just hamming it up as a witch. The costumes are phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and she is phenomenal. And she's really not nice. Like, to the point where she's... she's capitalist. She <laughs> is aggressive in her speech, and she gets physical at one point with the mom. Um, and so she doesn't want to lend them any money. Offended, like very offended by even being asked, right? Yes, very offended. Um, and so while the parents are asking Agatha for money, the twins meet this grave digger who's very. <laughs> that sounds like it that escalated quickly. The, but fir- they, the first of their strange friends. Oh yeah, they, because they've friends. been waiting in the car while the parents are. Yeah, the, the yes. parents just leave them in the car with the dog. Yeah, and so we actually don't to even know what happened. The, with the October dog. heat. Yeah. <laughs> The gravedigger says that the person who lived in Agatha's house long ago was a witch, and she had this powerful moonstone, and she, the main witch, I guess, was killed, but she hid the moonstone in the home. Then there's a flashback, I guess, of Agatha and her sister. Um, what's her sister's name again? Sophia. Sophia. Okay, Sophia. <laughs> I was going to say Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia. And um, there's a flashback of Agatha finding the moonstone in the attic while they're playing. And Sophia asks, oh, did you find it? And she lies and says that she didn't. And she holds it and keeps it for herself. Those by the are way, also the twins played. in this flashback are played by the Olsen twins. <laughs> wearing <and> horrific wigs. <laughs> they're wearing wigs. <laughs> they're wearing wigs that look like they're sliding back down <laughs> off their heads. Like they should have had bangs, but they were too little. It's unclear children. what time, frame it, time period it is yeah, as well. Yeah, early. Also, um, before we move on in the plot rundown, <laughs> which I'm just not letting Jillian finish, um, it's five years before Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, as I like to call it, because I like the original British mm, title, mm. Sorcerer's Stone for you for you Yanks. Yes. Uh, five years before that, you have an instance of somebody reaching into a mirror and pulling out a stone, in this case, a moonstone. Oh. But in Harry Potter, it's the Philosopher's Stone slash Sorcerer's Stone. That's an interesting J.K. Pivot. Rowling has seen Double Double Twin. I, I think so. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say is that J.K. Rowling stole that element from this Olsen Twins movie. That was, that's an interesting thing about... Breaking news. <laughs> huh. Okay, on with your, <laughs> your summary. <laughs> okay, so, um, and then it's revealed through the flashback or this gravedigger who's very anxious, may I add, who is just so terrified of Agatha and who's afraid of the dark, that Agatha was torturing Sophia all this time, making her life horrible. She has the moonstone and all the power and whatnot. And um, it's also revealed that Sophia has been missing for seven years. It's presumed that she ran off with her love interest. Yeah, everyone just kind of makes up the story like, oh, well, you know, she ran off with her her boyfriend. It's okay. Yeah. And so the twins mom, you know, is like, oh, Sophia was here. Life would be easier. She gives the money. She was so kind. We miss her, whatnot. So they're chased out of Agatha's house because she refuses to give them the money. And she attacks the mom, (laughs) yells at them, screams at them. And so... We realize their home is going to foreclosure. So they have to, the twins have to somehow get the funds, I guess, to save the house. They take it upon themselves. They think if they get this moonstone, they'll be able to save the day. Right, because they can release the good twin from the mirror universe, mm-hmm. and then she can come in and give them all the money that they need. Mm-hmm. Yes, by the way, I, I, Sophie is in a mirror. <laughs> do, we, do, we, do we make that clear or not? <laughs> With the Harry Potter reference and the stone. Yeah, she trapped her, her good sister in the mirror. Yes. Um, and so the Olsen twins have to get her out so they, she can, they can save their house. Yeah. But along the way, they meet three strange friends. A grave digger, a homeless man under a bridge, and a, a clown, clown. who's a little yeah, person. a little person. Yeah. And so 
it's really a ragtag group, <laughs> which is why I kind of like it. It's so bizarre. Every single element, the setting, the cast of characters. When I was little, I didn't think twice about why <laughs> they were cavorting with this homeless man. It sounds like Matt used to <laughs> audition at Juilliard or something. There he was. He was very like actorly. A, a very yeah. heightened accent. Yeah, very heightened dialect. accent. Well, he claims he's from London. Oh, does he? Did yes. He, did, yeah, because he, there's he's a, from there's Brooklyn. A, yeah, well, there's there's a, a gypsy fortune teller who's really from Brooklyn, and they're like they know each other. They have this history, and <laughs> she threatens to expose him as not from England if if he exposes <laughs> her as not being from Romania. I mean, what will yeah. people think if they find out this homeless man is not from London? I know. Yeah. I think if they find out that that gypsy <laughs> is not from actually from Romania. Yeah, so. stakes are high. <laughs> What a ragtag team, um, but they're <laughs> lovable, I think. I would go to say that. I mean, if you take out the weird... <laughs> We're all quiet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... If you take out the they, weird yeah. element, they're no, sweet. No, they're very sweet, and it, there's just the innocent approach to the, their involvement, which is that they're all just there to, to help out these little girls. So, okay, so you're probably wondering, where are the parents? And as a viewer, <laughs> you're wondering that the entire time, too. <laughs> yeah. And the parents... So the, so the Olsen twins to slip away and carry out their scheme, um, give their Halloween costumes to to other children. They take these other two children who are strangers trick-or-treating for presumably eight hours. Hours, yeah. Yeah, hours. hours and hours. And before they realize that they're not their daughters. And meanwhile, the twins are going about... They, they walk to this house. <laughs> Who knows yeah. how far away oh, it they is. Hit, they do hitch a ride for a little while on the back of a pumpkin truck. That's right. They do. With that homeless man that they find underneath the bridge. Yeah, that's <laughs> who thinks, bad. Who thinks he can get rich because if, if they get that nice aunt, then I guess she'll give him some money. They can sell the moonstone or like, yeah, that, that's a, they, it was they tell all him about the moonstone. Yeah. Yeah. The moonstone made him think like dollar, dollar bills. Right. Yeah, which is, which is confusing, but everybody's, uh, everybody's, what's the word like objectives here or are like a little bit questionable by right. the way anyone would go on this trip with them but if it changes over time they grow to bond with the girls that yeah i bad, mean it's a little like they... wizard of ozzy like where everybody yeah. they can yes, pick one up at a time and yeah they work together what's funny is that the scariest element for me wasn't the witch it was the stranger danger hovering around the entire movie i was just nervous for these little girls out on their own meeting all of these people who, I don't know, they're just in the middle of the woods with them. It was very scary to, to me. I, I was really scared for their safety the oh, entire time. When I was little, I was terrified of Agatha. She scared me so much. She has those high eyebrows, those like <laughs> jet black, long braid she's whipping around all the time, like a lasso. She's just, I don't know, her <laughs> outfit, she terrified me when I was little. I mean, now she's, she's comical. Well, now she's, she's comical, yeah. As an adult, she's comical. She has some good one-liners. She does. She she was very funny, Cloris Leachman, and I love how she couldn't keep the twins straight. Yeah. Very relatable. <laughs> yeah. I've got Lynn. I'm Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do we think? I mean, so Sarah and Thea, you grew up on Olsen twin movies. I feel like it was like not okay for me as a boy to watch them. I I feel like it was very coded, like boys don't watch Olsen twin movies. So I never got to enjoy them, even though I really from afar was like, uh, oh, I want to watch these movies. Aww. Um, but how did it feel? How does this fit in the pantheon of Olsen twins films? I don't know that I'd say we grew up on them. No, I, th- I would say you were raised by Olsen <laughs> twins. You were well, Sarah wink, was wink. born, what, a month behind them? And then I'm 16 months younger than Sarah. So I don't know, like, I don't remember how we felt about them 
you know, during like full house years, like, cause we were that age, you know? So when everybody was like, oh, they're so adorable. Like looking back at this movie, I'm like, oh my God, they were so cute. They could say anything and I'm eating it up. And so I get it now, but at the time, like we did watch full house and it was cozy and we have seen every episode I imagine. But wasn't it later we were in like, I don't know, fifth, sixth grade when we actually like went back and watched those? Or were we watching them as they came out? I feel like I didn't care about them as little kids, but once they got to be like tweens and teens and like their movies became like about their clothes and they always had like hip names that nobody would actually have. Yeah. You know, they were always named like Riley. Oh yeah, Riley's you know? a good example. They had, yeah, and like it was about like the boy. There was always like a, a sort of like mild romance that mm-hmm. was happening with like the boy of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I didn't care about them as little kids. That's part of why I'd never seen this one. And I remember them recording like yakety yak. Like oh yeah, it was like they were too like they were too too little. goofy. Yeah, even as kids. You know, sixth through eighth grade. This is when, you know, like Winning London, Passport to Paris, like those, all those travel movies with all the boys and the kisses and the, and the fashion and whatever. That, I know that my friends and I watched them a lot, but we already knew that they were really bad movies and that the acting was bad. So it wasn't like we were looking up to them fully (laughs) like we definitely wanted to look like them and dress like them and everything but we didn't like respect them as actors or filmmakers there was always some ironic detachment yeah exactly Mm -hmm. whereas when i was littler and like it takes two came out i was unironically obsessed with that movie and thought they were wonderful and yeah so it's like later years that we both started looking up to them and at the same time lost respect Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know that I ever respected them. Like, I don't know that that was, like, a word. It was... Yeah, no, they're so cute. And also, I feel like it's worth pointing out that Thea kind of looks like the Olsen twins, like, as a child, and then especially during the tween years. Thea, did you get that a lot growing up, that, oh, you look like Mary-Kate and Ashley? I don't know. I think it was just something we noticed. And <laughs> like... I, I do remember people saying that, but I think it was also because... I would try and dress like them and, like, flip my hair out like them and wear, like, hair jewels. And, like, I really did try to look like them. So if they, if anyone said that, it was because I was trying really hard. Yeah, the twins, I think, make this movie truly cozy mm-hmm. and that they are just so cute. And it's sort of funny because they grow up into basically what will be the witch when <laughs> yeah. they get older. The film captures them in this really sweet moment of just childhood innocence. And they are really good actors, great timing. Yeah, it's not like, I don't know, Dakota Fanning being like an Oscar-worthy child actor, but like they really were good. And well, I, if they were given I, the material. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing, like all of the stuff that they started producing as children, I think I heard, I might be completely off, but that they were already millionaires by the time they were 10 because... Yeah, something crazy. I believe Something that. crazy mm-hmm. because they became the producers of all of those straight to video things not even like the travel ones um in their later years but like the early stuff what was it like you're invited to 
A was like one show? of them. They had two different things that were ongoing with the straight to video. They had the detective like mystery solving mm-hmm. ones, and then they had the you're invited to where it would be like a sleepover party or a pajama. Or those are the same things. Costume <laughs> party. I don't know. It was, there was something where you're always getting invited to some sort of party, and they would like talk Finally. about it. And like <laughs> the, the kids at school won't invite me, but Mary Kate will. <laughs> yeah, and but Ashley. those they must have been like really just putting those out like once a week or something because it's they're just terrible and there's just no no plot or script or any like they're just making them up as they go it seems but because they were putting them out so regularly they were making bank yeah but yeah that that was like just right after i guess right after full house ended and then they started doing that and so it was very clear very quickly that if they didn't have a good script, that they were not genius actors. <laughs> is this the beginning of that empire? Is this like one of the original TV movies? I think it might be. It's weird how trying to find any amount of trivia about this movie, it's just there's a black hole where normally you look at movies and there's a lot of information you can get about the making of or its impact, and there's nothing about this movie. Which it's just is surprising sort of, to me. I think me. so too. I, what I just absolutely love about it is just how unique it is. It's such a wacky story, but it's also really cozy. Like even the setting of it, because the Olsen twins later were so glossy, even it takes two kind of like veers into mm-hmm. that where you feel like, oh, this is actually like a real movie, but... This, even the setting, the home, the parents' home where they live, it just felt lived in and real. Yeah, it did. I was really impressed by the set design, yeah. the costumes, the lighting. I think it holds up. I really enjoyed this movie. I highly recommend it as a Halloween movie for all ages. Yeah. I feel like we also have missed out on the fact that Eric McCormick plays the father. That's, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember if we've talked. We haven't. We talked haven't really about addressed it. it. No. So okay. So wanted, Will from Rolling Grace sure got in there. Yeah, and his voice sounds exactly the same. His '90s outfit has really come back around. He's wearing like a very sexy pair of dad glasses, and it like his look really holds up mm-hmm. in a way that the mom's does not quite. No. Um, she's just wearing a really oversized Frumpy. blazer and like a scarf that's not but yeah but they I mean they feel real in that way that like if they made this movie now it would be so much glossier like yeah. you're saying like their house like all of it would the, the house itself is really cozy because it is messy like mm-hmm. you, they open the door to the twins room and it's, it's like ask, it's a, it's a normal room it up. no there's stuff all over the floor it's disgusting <laughs> but it does feel really lived in it's like they just wandered into some strangers even like the neighborhood they're in it's like an unincorporated part of town there aren't sidewalks it's like the grass is way too long it's like it's it's really not hollywood or glossy at all i really liked that and the the decorations in the house are it made me nostalgic for halloween when i was a kid because all the decorations are paper Mm -hmm. so it's like these like paper cutouts that they you just put up on your door and call it a day yeah very cute so a plus for me a plus for me too i think i mean i almost regret that i rented it i wish i had bought it so that it's just part of just watch my, it every year yeah my regular halloween routine i'm in instant classic i actually like yeah, i did like it and was entertained by it a lot more than i thought it was going to be because i thought it was going to be more like the the direct-to-video things theo was describing earlier or even a lot of the disney channel original movies that are halloween themed i went back to try to watch a lot of them last year and i don't know i just like as an adult watching that i immediately start just to go for my phone because I'm bored and I, my mind drifts. And maybe it's because this movie is so 90s that there's a nostalgic element That's to true. it where I'm drawn to it because I 
see my own childhood reflected in the way everything looks. Mm-hmm. So that's probably more engaging for people our age. That could be something at play. But I, I want to give it credit where credit is due. Like, it is pretty funny. And because it is so bizarre, it's like these, like, little girls yeah. spending a whole day alone with a homeless man <laughs> and two other guys. Like, it's just really weird and uncomfortable and riveting. <laughs> yeah. Put it on IMDb. Oh, <laughs> uh, that capitalist ant. All right, any final thoughts on Double Double Toil and Trouble? I, I am interested if little kids now would get it or like be connected to it or if, you know, if our nostalgia is carrying us, mm-hmm. you know, because also the pacing is like slow in some points in terms of like these action sequences. We kept being like, are they just moving slowly because the children are tiny? And right. like, so they, they, their they legs don't like a little move half fast? run yeah. when they're running. It's, it's like cute. a lot of trots. Yeah. Like, so I'm curious. So much trotting. It's a, yeah. it's, this movie's heavy on trotting. <laughs> Yeah, but that's and now I the next experiment is to see like how a current like seven or eight year old would like react to this movie. Listeners, I know some of you have kids. Try it Do out. Do that experiment for us. Report yeah. back. Plop them down in front of the TV, play this movie, tell us if they're engaged. It's important. <laughs> Love it. It's for science, okay? My final thought though before we move on, I really do think they should remake this movie. We yes. live in a remake culture, but I think it would be really fantastic if the Olsen twins play that witch. Mm-hmm. The witch twins. That'd be so awesome. And they get a new set. Is, is there? A, is there? Are there a hot set of the Sprouses? They're too old now. Oh yeah, we don't want them. There's gonna be. You know what? Tales old this time. There will there be some will new be. hot twin. I don't like the way you said that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're due for some hot twins. And Mary Kate already played a witch as an ad- well as an adult, maybe past the age of eighteen, in Beastly. <laughs> Fun fact. You're saying that like we know what that is. <laughs> what is that? It was that like uh, Beauty and the Beast story where the popular guy at school who is a jerk to everyone, Mary Kate, as a witch, comes in and turns him into the beast oh. who no one wants oh. to be with. I think it was Vanessa Hudgens who played oh, like Belle who falls in love with him, uh-huh. even though he's a freak. <laughs> he had, like, a lot of tattoos. Yeah, he just had like cool tattoos all over his face and he was a freak. <laughs> <laughs> They read as witches every day, so it's not yeah, even I got hard. Yeah, I got the outfits. Again, watch that movie. Very cozy. I had never seen it before today. We picked it because of the sisters Olsen twins connection, and I'm glad we did because it's really changed yeah. my life. <laughs> double, double toil and trouble. Double the show for you. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's our second topic, which is all about Halloween costume ideas. So on the show, we talked about Halloween before. We had a Halloween episode last year. With costumes, you kind of need some time to prepare, right? So we thought, better address this early so that, you know, when we share our wisdom and our great ideas, you have the opportunity to take that advice and plan your costume for Halloween. And you're very lucky because we have a professional costume designer with us today. Sarah is a professional costume designer. And so she can give us not only the skinny on what is hot right now in terms of (laughs) costumes... I did some research. <laughs> but also, maybe some practical tips for when you're picking your, your clothes. So, I don't know if we'll get that far, but... Yeah, maybe. I'm, maybe I'm over-promising, but <laughs> I want to put that out there. I guess first things first, like I looked up hot 2018 Halloween costumes. Like, what are the popular trending picks? And, I mean, a lot of it is just like movie and TV properties. Like, yeah. you know, the new Star Wars or... Black Panther, Fortnite, which is that new game that all the kids like and that I play as well. Um, And then, you know, like The Incredibles just came out and 
Marvel stuff. Mr. Rogers would be a cozy pick because that documentary is so hot right now, Mr. Rogers. And then, and then going to 2018 stuff, like there's the topical costumes that are reflecting pop culture or the news. So, you know, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. Oh That's a cozy one, too, because you could do like a really big hoodie for yeah. Ariana. Oh, yeah. And then they're, a thigh-high boot. And yeah, a they're really easy costumes, really. Yeah. yeah. If you got a, a short girl and a tall guy, yeah, or that works. it doesn't have to be that. That's very gendered. I know. I was, well, I was, you know, yeah, my you husband was going to be Pete be David, I was going to be Ariana. <laughs> um, oh, get those thigh high boots. <laughs> yeah, I, this this ranker article I looked at had the Walmart yodeler Mason Ramsey. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like we'll see some of that. Um, the Handmaid's Tale isn't that kind of old? Yeah, I feel like I people did that last year. Yeah. It is, but I feel like everyone in my life is pregnant right now. So I know a couple of them have talked about doing it just because they were like, "It's an easy. It's like wearing Practical. a tent." Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Really, we should just move into that society because we'll be more comfortable <laughs> that way. <laughs> just crying. Um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. That, I feel like we'll see a lot of that. I feel like you guys could do that too. Yeah, the political ones oh, just start to make I me sad. That. Oh yeah, um, Stormy Daniels. Mm. We could do that too. Stormy Daniels and Trump. I, I went into your notes to write the fish nuns because um, for The Last Jedi, I had also looked up like mm-hmm. what was popular this year. And this some website was giving you, you know, the practical way to do the costumes. And for hip fish nuns, they were like, you know, just get like sheets that you can belt or like cut a hole in the neck and then belt it with some rope around your waist. But they made no like mention of like getting a mask or like anything to do with like making yourself look like an alien. It was just like right. a normal outfit. <laughs> you just look like some sort of ragtag nun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I think that's actually, if you find any weird like fish hat head or something like that is a hilarious costume, but mm-hmm. they did not help you with that part. Like they I did love that like idea. the bare minimum amount of work to help I guess you, you could do there. a lot like a really heavy makeup situation. Yeah. To get the I'm fish thinking head. about it. Or you could kill a fish or, Buy a dead fish and this then not cozy cut either. off its head and then tie it to your nose. I know a cozy one. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I was like reading through this list that you're speaking of, and I was like, I don't, I don't even know who the Walmart Walmart yodeler is. Like, I just feel like I've been really out of touch in 2018. And I was like, okay, so what do I know that happened? Like the World Cup, the Olympics. I like completely forgot that that was. Oh yeah, the Olympics are this just year. Just oh, very yeah, recent. That's true. Like, I, and and that just made me think of the Ralph Lauren. It is Ralph Lauren, right? The the American like uniform, I guess you'd call it for the big walkout when everyone's wearing those mm-hmm. fringe gloves. Like that just seems like a ooh, very easy, very cozy. At least if you live somewhere where it's cold at Halloween time. Which, no, absolutely. Yeah. And if you go skiing a lot, practical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hang on to them. That's always my issue with Halloween costumes is the cost. And so mm-hmm. my neuroses with Halloween costumes is that I need them to be screen accurate. So if I'm going to be doing a character from a movie or TV show, I will not settle for <laughs> anything out of place or wrong. See, that's why I like that y- you like Halloween and you really go for it. I feel like costume people like costume designer, like anybody that does that for a living, they're usually split into people that are really excited about it and people who are like, ugh, this is amateur hour. You know, Mm -hmm. like they don't... And so the fact that you like really commit, I Mm -hmm. appreciate. That's my problem is like I either... It is kind of like you either go big or you go home. Right. But like I, my 
other tactic is to like find like a, a piece of clothing that I'd like a reason to buy. And then I build a costume like around that. Like one year I like really wanted a safari jacket. So I went as like Kate Blanchett's character from Life Aquatic because I just... I was like, who else wears this? <laughs> so, which is also how I end up like dressing up as like characters from Jurassic Park often because I'm just like, let's put on a pair of khakis. Everybody in those movies is in khakis, you know? Right. But so that's sometimes I'll work back, hot tip, work backwards if there's something like you see out in the world in stores. Like, for example, right now, like Topshop is doing like all the plaids that used to be, or like they were in Clueless. I feel like somebody like put a mood board together and like, you know, was like, let's bring this, sh- oops, this, <laughs> this stuff back. <laughs> um, but so if you want to be like Sharon Dion, get thee to a, get thee to a top shop <laughs> or a Forever 21 and it is there in stores. That's great advice because yeah. it's in general, it's easier to find something that you might wear later and you kind of don't regret the purchase as much because I was looking, here's my, another issue that I have, which is that when you try to make a Halloween costume yourself, it can be really expensive if you're be starting from the beginning. Oh, yeah. I just had to make a cape last year for my Tim Curry costume from The Worst Witch. I initially went to Joanne's Fabrics to pick out the exact right color and, and style that the cape was in. And it's all so expensive just to start from that. You don't have the skill. I could buy a whole thing of fabric and then ruin it. Like, it, it's it's scary. And so I bought, like, a kind of close vampire cape that I sort of cut up as best I could. But even trying to start with something that was pre-made and then modding it cost way more money than I'm willing to admit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually started looking into those people who make um, costumes for cosplayers. Yeah. Because they're really detailed and accurate. And at the end of the day, even though they're a couple hundred dollars, that's probably what you would spend if you care about that stuff and we're going to make it yourself anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, the, and the craftsmanship, I have a, a number of friends that do that, you know, as they're sort of, you know, they, they sew all day and they go mm-hmm. home and keep sewing for themselves. And But the, the craftsmanship is amazing and their attention to detail is crazy. What do, Wait, so do, what do you want to be this year? Do you know? So I really like flowy capes and costumes, which is why I, my favorite costume is still Harry Potter because you get the robe billowing behind you all night. Very nice. Yeah, it's nice. Very dramatic. Very cozy too. So I always wanted to do Snape. Mm. But the issue is again being accurate. I'm like, okay, I have to get a wig, and, and that collar. The and collar cuff. has to be right. The collars, yeah. the undershirt, the, the cuffs have to be right. And so it's not just like oh, I'm gonna wear some dime store like black <laughs> robe and call it a day. No, I can't do that. That will be embarrassing to me. So <laughs> I was thinking Snape or another long hair villain, black like like black hair is Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I like going in that direction, especially because I like his costume in The Last Jedi way more than his original costume because he has that like cape that goes back. I don't know. It just, it just looks a lot better to me. So <clears throat> I don't want to get into it. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> long story short, those two. But they were very similar. I'm like, well, I could, if I get the wig, I could be two different things, different years. Oh, true. And then, but yeah. then I'm looking at the costume thing. It's like, well, for me to be satisfied with the look of it, because you look at like the official costumes, they don't make an official Snape costume. Um, but they do make an official Kylo Ren costume. And it's just like that that fabric makes my skin crawl. Whatever that cheap mm, thing that they... It's just a poly, like a terrible, cheap, flammable poly. Yeah, it's awful. Like, it, like your fingernails get stuck on it. It's like disgusting. It's so thin. And it just doesn't... I don't know. I don't like it at all. Do you have the same standards for wigs? 
I don't know because I've never bought a wig before, but I feel like I probably would probably would be a little more forgiving with the wig, even though it probably matters more. Well, um, I mean that's that some of them are made out of that same fabric as the capes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just mean like that really cheap poly where mm-hmm. like they're super shiny, and I was just curious. Yeah, how much would a good Snape wig be? I mean. I don't know. I mean, like, wigs go up to, like, $10,000. You don't Ooh. need one to be, like, that, obviously. But, like, I would say... Well, I do. I, you know, you I could, think <laughs> I've been saving all my life for you a could wig. <laughs> my whole down payment for a possible house. I would say probably you could find something that's, like, all right for between, like, 50 and 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When Thea and I went, we went lat two Halloweens ago. Harry Potter... Yeah. We went for uh, a birthday. I took Thea for her birthday, and we went on Halloween, and we thought other people would be dressed up because it was Halloween. But it was, like, a Monday, I think, and so it was just, a, like, it was really not as, like, I, I thought, like, if we're going to go experience the wizarding world, we should, like, be dressed as witches. Let's go all out. Um, I was wearing a wig, and I, I, I that, that was my point of this. I was wearing a wig that I think was probably, like, an on-sale $50 real mm-hmm. human hair wig. But I did feel like I had to like tie a scarf around it so that it looked like it looked more like real hair. There's usually like too much and it looks like yeah. kind of chunky. You have to do some like work on them, I would say. You the... have to style it, like cut it and... I don't cut it, but the reason I like the wigs that are like curlable at least, um, although this is like a good tip for a cheap Halloween wig. If you put a little um, fabric, if you soak it in a little bit of fabric softener, it will lose some of that like crazy intense shine that makes it look super fake. It Mm. dulls it a little bit and makes it look a little more real. And then the other thing you can do if you have one that's like sticking up kind of funny is you can take like a hand steamer and you can, even though like you shouldn't put like super hot heat on one of those wigs, if you just do like a little bit of steam, you can kind of shape it and not like burn it up. The way like if you put a curling iron to it, it would Mm -hmm. just like melt. Can use a little bit of steam. That's a hot tip. Those are some great wig tips. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have your Halloween costumes planned? Do you know what you'll be? I don't. I have to work. It's like our last day of shooting this show that I'm currently on. So I will. it'll be like a long day on set. I don't know. So it has to be like work appropriate. You, don't, yeah. you, don't, you won't go to work in a Halloween costume? I mean, I think that they will probably... This is a very like into themes crew. Mm-hmm. So like I think they will probably be dressed up for Halloween like... Even our showrunner, like, you know, we do like theme days on Fridays and she'll be like, where's your favorite sports team? You know, and I'm yeah. like, I don't have one. Um, so I, I imagine that people will be dressed up, but it's got to be like something that I could like wear Walk, all day. Walk around and, in. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really. Oh, you know what I did? I thought of that maybe would be easy enough would be like Ladybird. Like I could just oh, wear yeah. like a school uniform and like put a cast on my arm. Mm. You know, that's a great idea. That is a good one. Thea, how about you? I think. uh Sarah's example of going to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter on Halloween is telling of how much I care about Halloween. (laughs) I already had pink hair, so Sarah was inspired, and I went as Tonks. We already had some, like, you know, army boots and leather jackets and stuff. So she really did me up. But I, I think even as a kid, I went... Like, as the same witch for, like, five years in a row with the same wig and the same hat. And I just, like, never was super into it, surprisingly. As, like, an actor who you'd think would, like, love getting dressed up. I just, it never was, like, something I thought about 
like there, all year. I will say there is something to be said about just letting go and accepting I'm not going to have a costume this year. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I might wear like a jack-o'-lantern shirt or I might wear something to show that I'm festive, but I'm not going to put all the effort into a costume. Right. And I, I do, I don't like stay home from Halloween parties because I hate Halloween or anything. I still go and on the day we'll figure something out with some item, as Sarah said, like already in my closet and I'll turn it into something. But yeah, I, I don't like get into it. There is a either. danger with Halloween that it can sometimes feel like New Year's Eve, yes. where mm-hmm. there's this immense amount of pressure to have a costume and go out and go to a party you don't want to be at just because it's Halloween, you feel lame being mm-hmm. at home. And I do hate that part of Halloween. Um, I prefer to spend Halloween night just at home, especially if it's a weekday. I don't want to be out. Um, but I do like to have something that would like, preferably a house party, like mm-hmm. something low sticks. I don't really like going to clubs. too loud. Um, (laughs) not cozy not cozy Jillian how about you what are you thinking in terms of Halloween costumes I don't know I haven't done one I feel like in a few years I like to make my costumes by hand so I think I was a wood nymph in recent years and I I loved you a galaxy space yeah I I love that one I love that one too I I, I just go to Michael's get a hot glue gun and just I, I bought a black silk dress and just did my thing with it and I like that creativity but um Lately, we've just been hanging home and watching movies on Halloween. So, but no, maybe I'll maybe I'll come up with something else again. You know, we never know. But that galaxy one just that was a fun one. Any final tips, Sarah? This grabbed me today. That you know, I always do love any like any inexplicably sexy costumes. And today I saw like a tutorial on how to turn an IKEA bag into a mini dress, and oh. that that thrilled me. So look it up. <laughs> That's interesting. I guess that would work because you, it has two straps. It has straps, so, so they made it into like a halter. Yeah. It was cute. Smart. It was cute. I mean, so maybe that's what I'll wear for, you know, work costumes if things get really lit. Oh, you turn into a halter. See, I was imagining you, you poke holes in the bottom of the bag for legs. <laughs> and so you stick your legs in the bottom and just hoist it up. Well, that would be overalls. You could do that too. Yeah. You could, that could be like a his like and her. your boobs would be out. That's like a wrestling singlet. Well, then maybe I guess you could get some other Ikea bags to then... Yeah, buy a few bags. <laughs> that would, some, blue some assembly required oh, for that version. Oh, actually, I know we were trying to wrap this up, but I did... It reminded me also of our... That specifically, like, there was, like, this magazine. I think it was American Girl magazine. And they would... I feel like it was costume tips year-round, but maybe I'm only remembering the Halloween ones. But they always involved, like, a box with suspenders. And, like, you could make that into so many things. Mm -hmm. It would be, like, your jelly beans, and you'd fill it with balloons, or, like, popcorn, and you'd fill it with something else that looked like popcorn. I don't know. It was, like, they were all box-related DIY costumes. Um, But that was definitely in the same era as the Olsen twins. And so I I feel like those are very connected in my head of like DIY from the early 90s. Sexier if it's the Ikea bag. The first listener to post a sexy Ikea bag. (laughs) I want you to be the Ikea bag now. Me? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I could be an Ikea bag, but I'm not promising sexy. (laughs) You can pull it off. All right. So it's time to wind down with our final segment. I guess second to last segment. Our penultimate segment. Celebrities that calm us. Who who will we discuss today on celebrities that calm us? Jillian, I said your <laughs> name first, so you're going to share your celebrity first. Who is your celebrity that's calming you? Rob Livingston, who I always call Ron. 
<laughs> I think I do the same thing too, actually. Yeah. Now that Rob you mentioned sounds it. so wrong. Yeah, but he's, I, I hope that he's Rob, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about. I mean, Ron Livingston is a person. You're Ron. Am I saying Ron? I've been calling him Rob. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm, I, I totally understand because I feel like I am often confused by his name. I always call him either Rob I call him, or. I call him Burger. I call you know, him from both. Sex and the City. I call, oh, he's, oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure his name is Ron. I dislike him. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I don't know. Something about him is likable. I think it's because I had to write about a little million little things for work. So I was like, oh yeah, he's in that show. And then I reminded me, oh, he's in Search Party. And he's always just that guy that's there. And he has he's a, a work workhorse. Work I, I hate to say it over and over again, but he's a nice little workhorse. <laughs> He doesn't, um, he's never one of those people. Sometimes like B-listers are always trying to wow. go. Wow, that's so rude. <laughs> Sorry, my Perez days. You know, <laughs> you know, they're always trying to go to like these events that no other celebrities will go to just to show up or do things. And he doesn't really do that. He just does his work. He he's married to an actress I really like. I don't remember her name, but she <laughs> don't was. Don't like her enough to learn her name. <laughs> but she was in that, um. Oh, she Rachel getting married, and she was also in Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yes, that actress. I don't know her name. The one who was also in that the United States of Terra. Is it Rosemary Dewitt? Yes, that's her, and I like her. And they adopted two daughters. Super low key mm. about that too. Their kids aren't out and about, and it's just nice. <laughs> Keep, keep, keep those kids locked down. <laughs> they don't well, go you know, on wild adventures. They don't put with them on display, which I appreciate. Clowns and. Yeah, and anyway, I think he's, a he seems like a sweet man. <laughs> Maybe he has some skeletons in his path. I don't know. Let's I not go there. I didn't research I it not. enough. Not cozy, not cozy. My cozy celebrity <laughs> is Gabriel Gundacker. And that's not really a celebrity because no one knows who he is. The yeah. Schussler sisters are giving me blank stares. <laughs> he's growing in popularity. He's a, an internet comedian. I found him on Vine when Vine mm-hmm. was still around. And he blew up earlier this week with his viral video, Zendaya oh, is Michi. Yes. Which yes, you may have yes, seen, yes. like a guy singing a song called Zendaya is Michi, which is based on that Smallfoot movie. And he's going around the posters singing this song. And his comedy is cozy. It's very just sort of silly. And he kind of just finds those weird pop culture things and then highlights them. What I really liked about it is it puts on blast those posters <laughs> that are advertising a film by saying, and The Rock is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is not a property we know. I don't care. Like, why? Mm -hmm. It doesn't... And sometimes it's not even a real, like, a real celebrity that they're putting up there. And I don't care about these character posters. I think the one that made me really think about this is the Gnomeo and Juliet, or no, Sherlock Gnomes. Sherlock Gnomes. Was was the one that made me think about this was because they had all of the Sherlock Gnome characters, like, Gooblegop is played by blah, blah, blah. And... I don't know who these things are. Like, why do we have character posters for movies that no one knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh. he's cozy. That ranch isn't <laughs> yeah. cozy. I don't know how you feel about movie posters. <laughs> but this comedian is. Look him up. He's just a funny comedian online. Worth, worth checking out. Gabriel Gundecker. My cozy celebrity is, I think, literally everyone in Call Me By Your Name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, just as a team. Like, I have watched that movie so many times because I just find it to be, like, so soothing. Like, all of the mm. sounds, all of the music. The music. Everybody's voices, like... It's, it's ASMR, basically. Yeah, it is. It totally is. I mean, I had Thea screener for, like, a few months because... I still do. I, still do. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it for a while. I had... I finally... I 
I watched the movie and then I listened to Army Hammer read the book as an audio book. Oh, and then I, I didn't know he read the book. He, yeah, he does the recording, which is actually really strange because it's all so much from, you know, Timothy Chalamet's point of view. I mean, or the character rather. <laughs> and Elio. But so, yeah, from Elio's point of view. And then I went back and watched the movie one more time after having listened to the audiobook. And I was like, okay, you should probably be done. But for a while, I was just like, anytime I was like, oh, I've got some time to kill or whatever, or I'm going to get on the elliptical, I would just put it on. Um, I love it that you work out to call me by your yeah, name. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. Fantastic. It's just cozy. Like, I, I mean, there's one scene specifically where the power goes out and his mom is reading that fairy oh, yeah. tale to him in German and she's like uh, stroking his hair and like the mom and dad are all, they're all like just cozied up on the couch together and it's just like the most comforting scene ever. And it's also what then gives him the courage to go like confess his love. So it's just such a good scene. Now I want to rewatch it. Yeah. It's a great choice. It's a I mean, me too. Good sell of it. <laughs> For the hundredth time. Go to Sarah's because that's where it is. <laughs> She'll never return it. Thea, who is your cozy celebrity? Well, I had written down originally, I don't want to be like trying to bring it back to the Olsons, but not even just the Olsen twins, but while I was sort of preparing for today, last night I watched a bunch of just interviews Mm -hmm. with all of the Olsons, including Elizabeth. Do they do interviews together? There are a few, but I just find the way they speak super calming. Like they're Mm -hmm. all just like... They speak really slowly they never and raise their voice. And yeah, it's really cozy. I don't think that's lazy at all. It's very fitting for this episode. That's true, and yeah. Elizabeth is also really cozy. And really, at this point, she's the one who embraced being an actress. Mm-hmm. And I think and she's a great very actress. Good. She's yes. really good. I'm glad, you know, almost, it's, I'm glad that the Olsen twins paved the way for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she got the opportunity. Yeah. And, and I don't have any, like, negative feelings of, like, she had it easy or anything about her. Because I think she just is really talented. Yeah, right. she does her own thing. Now it's like if Mary-Kate and Ashley tried to get back into acting, I feel like we'd all be like, ugh, that's Elizabeth stuff. <laughs> Hands yeah. off. They would never. Yeah. They would never. Oh, no. Also, they're, they're, so done. S- they're so rich. They don't have to do anything again ever. The fact that they, like, bother to have a fashion company is actually pretty admirable considering. Like, I they could just move somewhere and, like, lounge around mm-hmm. all day. That's true. Uh, I wish I could do that. I know. I'm like, what are they doing? Get out of there. Every human being deserves that. Ultimately, <laughs> L- living in luxury is a human right. Is what I'm saying, <laughs> and I do stand by that. We should all have a fixed income. <laughs> I mean, that's a I'm real. Pro- yeah. Communism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they're like capitalist witch. Yeah. In the Olsen twins movie. Oh, man. Great callback. Way to bring it around. You know, I'm always bringing, you know, I I will bring up the same three points in that movie (laughs) over and over and over again. All right. So final, final segment is our candle review. And so it is my um, obligation to explain the rating for the candle review, which is each of us can give one wick to the candle. So if you like it, you'll give it a full wick, like a wick up. Or any any fraction therein. So if you're like kind of into it, you might say, oh, I'll give it a half a wick. Or if, if you hate it, no wicks. So the candle that we're sniffing today <laughs> is Pumpkin Pine Cone by Signature Soy. I picked this baby up at Target when I was buying some new Halloween decorations. It's I had never seen it before. I feel like it's new this year. It's new to me. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin Pine Cone just seemed like such yeah, an unusual... Never heard of it. What do you all think? Pumpkin Pine Cone by Signature Soy. I'm not really smelling it too much. I feel like I always say that. You know what I think part of it is, is when we light the candle, 
and we stay in the room the whole time. And I think this is something that it normalizes. It normalizes the scent. But when I leave the room and come back in, it's like really noticeable. So I will, I will say I, I smell it, but I agree with you that like when you're just in a room with a scented I've candle. I've definitely become nose blind. I, you become nose blind it, like, to it. In my face, I can't yeah. like really. I like it when my nose is in it. It feels warm on my skin, but I smell nothing. <laughs> We're burning our noses off to just to, get, to review this candle for you. Uh, I will say my initial impression from coming in and out of the room was that it smells like a Christmas candle to me because I'm, it's heavy on that pine cone. Pine cone, pine, and I'm not getting much pumpkin. So I'm, I mean, you could really almost swap this out for just a Christmas candle, as far as I'm concerned, because it's really heavily pine, which I don't mind. I like yeah, keep it around for you know, a few months. I like wood scents, but. Jillian really can't smell it. So I'm going to do half a wick. Half a wick? Yeah. Do you want to go in and out of the room? Do you think that would help? Um, too quite honest. She doesn't care I'm enough. Too <laughs> too doesn't loosey. care enough to you, for loosey. you, the listener. I'm too lazy. Too, too lazy. Too loosey. Yeah, so I, I can't make my words today. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> too cozy. All right, half too a wick cozy. from Jillian. How about you two? I, now that you're like talking about the pine aspect of it, I can pick that out. And if you say, if you said right now it smells like pumpkin, maybe I would smell pumpkin. I know, it's like a wine tasting situation. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm influenced. But I do like that it's not offensive. It's not like giving Sarah a headache, I assume, mm-hmm. which a lot of those, you know, intense scents do. So I'll give it a three quarters of a wick because I can't really judge it, but I know it's not offensive. Yeah, I those two, pumpkin pine cone normally for me would be like an immediate migraine and I don't have one. It's a subtle scent. I can't really smell the pumpkin, but I can't really, it, it's just kind of like a warm, like homey smell, which mm-hmm. is nice. So I would give it a three quarter also. I'm going to do some math. Do some math? <laughs> I'm going to give it half a wick just because I, I think it's half it delivers. Oh, you're half making it harder. Okay, wait. Do you want me to give a hole? Is that better? No, no, no. I can, we, we can okay. figure this out. We can, we do, can, we can do the math. Because I do get the pine, and I agree that it's subtle enough to not be cloying, but I don't smell any pumpkin elements. So I, I kind of miss that pumpkin. So half half a wick for me. Uh, but it's it's economical. So two and a half wicks out of four. So we like it more than we don't. <laughs> so take 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 that take under that advisement. with you. <laughs> That does it for our double, double content episode kicking off October. We have a lot of great episodes lined up for you this month. Some tricks and some treats. Thea and Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Giving costume advice, you know, giving us some... I'm not leaving you out, Thea. I know a lot about the Olsen Olsen twins, you know. You both brought each part of the topic today. And so we got the complete picture from both of you. Um, where can people find you if you want them to <laughs> on the internet if they want to follow you? Do you have any professional accounts or any place people like are like, oh, I want more costume tips from Sarah or oh. I want to follow. Thea's a filmmaker. She's produced yeah. several wonderful short films, which you should check out. Thea, where can they find maybe, you? maybe like my Instagram has a link right now to my Vimeo. <laughs> so that'd probably be easier than giving like a bunch of numbers behind a slash for Vimeo. Probably. Um, <laughs> It's Thea, T-H-I-A underscore Shus, S-C-H-U-E-S-S. That's the Instagram. You should do your Pinterest, Sarah. I don't know what my Pinterest is. I think it's, <laughs> I think it would be Pinterest slash, or like, you know, Pinterest.com slash S Schussler. 
S-C-H-U-E-S-S-L-E-R. That has lots of my research and costumes and all kinds of goodies there. Great. So check out those costume ideas. Check out Thea's wonderful short films. You can find us on Facebook. In our on, group. In our group, on Instagram. And you can find us individually on Twitter. And again, that's a mystery. We're not going to give our handles out. But yeah, that does it this week. Again, thank you so much for joining us. A lot of our fun. pleasure. It was, it yeah, was, it was double great. the fun, I would say, mm-hmm. of a typical All Things Cozy episode. Well, thank you. And as always, goodbye and stay cozy. Bye.